Hello and welcome to Everything Starts With You with me, Tia. Hello friends, hello friendlies. So I didn't make it to you last week and I was hoping that I would have done, but the fuckery of my life is I just am not getting my, wor my, my world, yeah my world, into gear and I really think, so firstly let me just say welcome, welcome back, love note from me, thank you for being here with me, thank you for turning up each week. And if you are new, um, welcome. Welcome to your new, I don't know what I am. And this is kind of what I want to speak to you about today. But I'd like to say like your, your new spiritual bestie. That's, that's, that's kind of what I'm going for. But really what I do is just to discuss the fuckery of my life with you. And then I add a little something in there, like to make it like we've turned up with intention and purpose, right? So I was with a girlfriend, and this is why I say I don't really know what I am. I was with a girlfriend and we were talking about the pod and I was like, you know, I am going to start discussing our internal systems because it is called Everything Starts With You. And I turn up and I give like little snippets and tidbits, you know, how to journal and manifestation and using the moon and blah, 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 manner of things, plethora of things that I discuss with you. But I kind of feel like it doesn't have one typical focus. So I said to her, you know, the next series is going to be about fasting. Um, and she said, it kind of sounds like to me, you're not sure what the pod still is for you're not sure about the direction of the pod and I thought she is so fucking right I am still not sure what this is but what I am sure about is that it's called everything starts with you so I literally want you to turn your attention even if it's just for the 30 minutes that we're here for into yourself and explore the things that I discuss with you and how they relate to you and self and spill out into areas of your life but my real intention with the pod is, is that we start to get to know ourselves better and we start to understand the systems that operate with inside our body. So we have longevity. So we create a, a harmonious state for our body to be able to do its primary function, which is to heal. And the only way we can do that is by creating the right conditions and giving it the right care, love, attention and nurture our internal systems in order for our body to work at its very best for us at the time that we need it to. You know, like as our seasons of life change, the energy levels that we may require will be different or the way that we want to live our life. You know, I've had a massive life shift over the last two years. The way that we want to live will be different. So our focus and attention may be different on different systems you know like when you're on holiday you may go to bed later and sleep in longer in the morning because you know you're away you want downtime you're not so bothered about time in the evening you're not prohibited to having to get up for a work routine so it might be that you stay up later enjoy longer summer nights you know like if you're abroad somewhere and then get up slightly later in the morning because your body still needs the rhythm of that sleep for it to feel replenished to be able to go through the day or it could be that you start a new job and the job has a extra travel demand so therefore you're going to bed slightly earlier and you're getting up earlier so your energy levels are required to do different things so so I'm not suggesting that we listen to this now and we decide like these are the systems that we're going to focus on that are going to support us in that way forever everything evolves and changes given to the circumstance and situation that we're in but the intention 
behind the podcast is so we understand ourselves better and then we get to choose right we're informed so fuck it if you don't want to have um a regulated circadian rhythm by developing a good sleep routine and you consciously are aware that you're going well i know that that's not going to work and i know that if that doesn't work something else isn't going to work and i'm going to feel a bit tired or i'm going to feel a bit depleted at least you're making the conscious decision around what it is you service and don't service within the internal infrastructure of our body that we don't see you know we all see this meat suit that's hanging around on the outside and what we don't actually appreciate is the time and energy and the nurturing that the internal systems require for our physical meat suit the 3d part that we see all the time gets to be able to do the things that it does because we've looked after the internal system and because we don't see it we don't invest in it. And I think it's not explained to us either. You know, like, I'll go back to the circadian rhythm and sleep routine. And I've discussed this before where people are like, you need to go to bed early so that you get a good night's sleep. Yeah, great. But why? Tell me why I need that. And whilst that may seem like common sense, how many of you have actually heard of your circadian rhythm? Your circadian rhythm is an internal clock. It doesn't matter what time of night you go to sleep or what time you get up. That circadian rhythm needs the same amount of sleep every single day for it to be regulated and for it to do its job and for it to turn up for the other systems that are supported by it so that they can all function smoothly. Now, I have said this to like my 13 year old because like I always go to him, you know, it's really important that you get a good night's sleep. It's really important that you go to bed at the same time and you get up at the same time every day. And he looks at me with that childlike, what the fuck face? What the fuck? Why are you telling me this shit? You just want to, you just want to rain on my parade and stop me watching, I don't know, whatever KSI or whatever shit it is he's watching on YouTube. You know, you, you just want to, you just want to shit all over my fun. And it isn't. So what I've said to him is, you know, there is something in your body that works like a clock. And if that clock has the same amount of sleep every single day, it helps regulate your hormones. You are going through puberty. Boys' hormones are crazy shit back crazy all over the place during that period of time. So by you keeping that one system regulated, it's going to help with your mood swings. It's going to help with your tiredness. It's going to help with how your body copes with the influx of testosterone and is coping with all the other hormones that are flying around your body due to going through puberty and he's like ah he still doesn't like it he still thinks i'm shitting all over his parade but at least now he understands that i'm not just doing the parent thing and going you really need a good night's sleep without an explanation as to why um and it's like at the moment he's going through a journey of like his training his training to do for boxing and we're talking about his diet and my 25 year old is like he really needs to fast to get the benefits that he wants and funnily enough that's what we're going to talk about today fasting and the benefits that it has for the body but now I understand how fasting is before I would have been really shied away from that I mean like that he's 13 years old I don't really want him fasting I don't feel like he's he's old enough to fast because I'd have looked at it as like a calorie deficit and we're removing food from his diet and his his sustainable energy now I understand what fasting is and what it can do for the body and actually by just adjusting his times i'm not putting him into a calorie deficit because i don't want him to lose weight he can consume the same amount of calories but there is a 
a benefit to how his actual system will work, how it will burn fat for him, how it will boost his immunity, how it will help with a good digestion, help with that vagus connection, you know, that gut to brain connection. And because I'm now starting to understand what the fasting does for the internal system, I'm not so worried and wanting to shy away and pull back from our 13 year old embarking on a fasting experience to help him with his training regime for his boxing whereas before it'd been like that oh no he's too young when actual fact it's nothing to do with age um so back to what i was saying the intention of the pod whilst it may take many whilst we may yeah whilst we may have many random conversations and i may take you down on little paths it is so really you can either apply the things that i'm telling you to to yourself for the benefit of yourself so you are more regulated and you are more intentional and more thoughtful about what it is that you want in your life and how you want your life to look or we are talking about the systems that drive us like from in terms of the internal systems that drive our physical body so you can actually have longevity so you have got high energy levels and so if you haven't you you will understand what it is that you will need to tweak to be able to better the functionality of your body so there we go anywho let me now I do have to say this because we do have some men on here and I'm trying to make this very male friendly as well the this particular series but the book that I'm reading from is fast like a girl but this is not all girl tips a lot of this crosses over to you know the male body as well so it is going to be a little bit like a book club because I am not rewriting something that is perfectly well written for us and is actually very concise. So let me explain to you what fasting is. So it's an ancient practice and fasting has emerged as a powerful tool for enhancing physical, mental and emotional well-being. It boosts our energy, it helps us burn fat and it helps us balance our hormones. So what we are about to do is go through a journey towards self-discovery and empowerment, which I hope will give us profound insights into the body's inherent ability to heal and rejuvenate deliberately through the, I can never say this word, abstent, Oh my God, I so know it. You know what? I so know it. It's either PMT, uh, perimenopausal brain, or the fact that my my dyslexia just will not allow me to pronounce it. It's the abstentation. That, I'm still not saying it right. But when we abstentation, abstention, oh my God, I'm not even going to try. But basically where we, where we stay away from food. Okay, so just for you guys out there just a little side note for us ladies that are listening sorry you guys women's bodies with their cyclical hormone fluctuations and distinct metabolic responses present a fascinating tapestry of complexities that it makes it necessary for us to tailor the approaches to fasting so guys don't have to tailor the fasting approaches in actual fact like when they first spoke about fasting and it was first brought out it was kind of really brought out for guys and women jumped on the bandwagon so what we're going to do now is we're going to understand how fasting works so how does it work fasting is a practice of voluntarily abstaining 
from food and in some cases certain beverages for a specific time. It's an ancient tradition that has been practiced for various reasons including spiritual, cultural and health purposes. So how fasting works? Well firstly it's a metabolic switch. When we consume food our bodies use the carbohydrates from the meal as the primary source of energy. During fasting, as the body depletes its carbohydrate stores, it undergoes a metabolic switch and starts utilising stored fats for energy. This is called ketosis and it is the central mechanism in several fasting protocols. So that like blew me away, you know, like when we consume food, our bodies is using the carbohydrates. But when we abstain from food and the body's burnt through the carbohydrate stores, our metabolism, so fucking clever, switches to a different food, different energy source, and that comes from our stored fats, which is why you see the weight loss when you do go through a fasting or abstaining um, food from your diet over a um, certain amount of hours. Okay, hormone changes. Fasting triggers several hormone changes in the body. The most well-known is the increase in the human growth hormone, which we may refer to that as HGV moving forward, which supports fat metabolism, muscle gain, and overall cellular repair. Additionally, fasting can lead to lower insulin levels, promoting fat burning and reducing the risk of insulin resistance. This one blew my mind, right, this second one. Autophagy. Fasting induces a process called autophagy, where the body starts to break down and recycled damaged cellular components. This cellular self-cleaning mechanism plays a crucial role in maintaining cellular health and has been linked to longevity and disease prevention. And I think for me, this was the biggest bonus. Like, yes, the weight loss, you, you know, I'm not going to say that that doesn't play a role. Of course it does. But when I actually started to understand what this did for our body and that by fasting we can actually create longevity i was like and prevent disease i was like game game change over because there were some days where i wasn't sticking to my fasting and now i'm like i really want to hit 17 hours because it, it starts that autophagy process and i know what that starts to do on a cellular level so i've started to find since i've read this and i understand fasting and what it does for the actual body and the systems in the body that I'm I have been more inclined to stick to it um, improved insulin sensitivity regular fasting has been shown to improve insulin sensitivity which is crucial for maintaining stable blood sugar levels and reducing type 2 diabetes that is fucking mental and then the fifth one is calorie deficit fasting naturally creates a cal calorie deficit sit since no calories are consumed during the fasting period. This can lead to weight loss over time, assuming that the individual does not compensate by overeating during the non-fasting periods. And as I said, you know, like when we approach this for my 13 year old, I don't necessarily want to push him into a calorie deficit. So I might say to him, you can consume the same calories healthily during your eight hour window period um, as what you would have done over a 12 hour period but I want you to get to the 16 because it gives you the insulin reset it, you know and all the other benefits that come with it that it makes his body work at its optimal levels and remember when I say 16 for men it's different for men than what it is for women so some of some women 
for us women, we may need to fast slightly longer to be able to get the same benefits as what would happen in a male body, all right? So there are different types of fasting. There are various fasting approaches and each has its own unique structure and benefits. Some popular types of fasting include intermittent fasting, and which involves cyclical, oh, cycling between periods of eating and fasting. Common methods include six to eight method, which is fasting for 16 hours and eating with an eight hour window, or five to two method, which is eating normally for five days and significantly reducing the calorie intake on two non-consecutive days. I can't do that. I can do it. Alternate day fasting. At the moment, I seem to have done this one by accident, but I just couldn't stick to the 17 hours. And then I bloody went over a couple of times last night. I started early this morning, went over last night. So I was like, that's okay. I'll just do alternate day fasting this week. And, and that's why I quite like this. You can kind of choose a program to suit you for what mood. Like last week, I did 17 hours for seven days in a row. This week, I can't really jump on board with that. So I'm doing alternate, purely by accident, but that's just what my body needs. Um, this method involves alternating between fasting days with very minimal calorie intake and, and regular eating days. So um, I still don't think I'm doing that properly. And extended fasting, I haven't tried this. Well, I have got up to 24 hours, but I haven't tried it past that. Longer fasting periods that may last 24 hours, 48 hours, or even several days. Extending Extended fasting typically requires medical supervision and is not recommended for everyone. Time-restricted eating is similar to intermittent fasting. This approach restricts eating to specific hours of the day, but it might not involve complete fasting during the non-eating hours, which basically is what, is what we drink. It is essential to note that fasting may not be suitable for everyone and individual experiences may vary. So pregnant or breastfeeding women shouldn't fast. Individuals with certain medical conditions and those with a history of eating disorders should really approach fasting with caution. And I must admit, I had eating disorders in my teens. And when I first started this, I did start to notice that I started to get a little bit obsessive about it. So I give myself regular breaks from that fasting structure. Otherwise, I know that I could probably slip into quite bad habits and not eat for like a whole day and then have yogurt in the evening or something. I was starting to notice myself doing that crazy shit. And I don't want to fall back into that because that's also no good for our internal systems. So um, it was just about being really in tune with yourself and if your eating disorders are in later life I'm not sure that I would actually approach this type of lifestyle because it's 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 a trigger um I hate that wording but it is a trigger um and then ultimately understanding the mechanisms and different types of fasting can help individuals make informed decisions about incorporating fasting into their lifestyle into their lifestyle and exploring its potential benefits on health and well-being before starting any fasting regime it's advisable to consult a healthcare provider to ensure it aligns with your individual health needs and goals i haven't i'm kind of just taking it as a goals you know me a bit of a rebel no I kind of think if I'm sensible you know if I feel a bit shitty from it then I'm going to stop doing it if I feel one day that I feel a bit wiped out and a bit depleted then I'll eat a little bit earlier if one day I'm absolutely starving and my body really can't do it my body's telling me it's hungry so I will listen to my body on most days because I started this months ago I can manage about 16 days quite comfortably uh, 16 hours quite comfortably 17 hours at a push 
Um, so you really need to listen to yourself. And remember, it's a muscle. We are training it. It's a muscle and we will get better and better and better at it as our journey goes. I most certainly wouldn't start saying to somebody, jump straight into a 24 hour fast. That would be fucking crazy. Baby, baby steps, people, baby steps. So the benefits of fasting may depend on the factors such as the fasting method, the individual's health status and the adherence to a balanced diet during non-fasting periods. So some of the potential benefits of fasting are to improve insulin sensitivity. Fasting has been shown to improve insulin sensitivity, helping to regulate blood sugar levels. Enhanced fat burning. During fasting, the body enters a state of ketosis where it uses stores, where it used, uses even, my God, get your words out, love. Stored fats for energy, leading to increased fat burning. Autophagy, a cellular repair. Fasting triggers autophagy, a process where the body removes damaged cells and components, promoting cellular cellular repair and renewal. I'm not sure we're going to get on with this, guys, you know. Me and my dyslexia, not only for reading, but actually with my mouth as well. Sometimes I cannot get the words out. Um, cardiovascular health. Fasting has been associated with improvements in various cardiovascular risk factors, such as a reduced blood pressure, lowering cholesterol and decrease Oh my God, of course, of course, this is a word that I cannot even pronounce. Trigulocytes, T-R-I-G-L-Y, sides. yeah, let's just leave that one there. I'll spell it for you so you can look it up. T-R-I-G-L-Y-C-E-R-I-D-E-S. Um, brain health and mental clarity. Some studies suggest that fasting has um, neuroprotective effects, supporting brain health and enhancing cognitive function. Reduced inflammatory. Fasting helps reduce chronic inflammatory, which is linked to various health conditions, including autoimmune disease. Increased human growth, HGV. Um, fasting can elevate HGV levels, which play a role in fat metabolism, muscle gain and overall cellular, cellular repair. Longevity. Some animal studies indicate that intermittent fasting may expand lifespan, although further research is needed to confirm the effects on human longevity. They did this on rats and basically the rats that were put on a fasting diet live longer than the ones that weren't. Like that just is fucking crazy. Like we can increase our lifespan by following a fasting lifestyle this isn't about diet i know a lot of it is you know like burning fat fat burning ketosis yes they are they are all great side effects they are like the sugar the sugar the icing on the fucking cake that's what they are but in actual fact door creaky door warning creaky door um but in actual fact the health benefits of the cellular repair the autoimmune disease decrease, inflammation decrease, longevity and lifespan, um, lowering the risk of type 2 diabetes. Like this is a lifestyle. This isn't about just fasting because you want to lose a bit of weight. Don't get me wrong, brucey bloody bonus, but that shouldn't be your driving factor. Um, immune system support. Fasting may enhance the Im immune system's response as it allows the body to allocate resources to repair and protect against potential threats psychological benefits fasting can 
promote mindfulness and improve the relationship with food, leading to a better understanding of hunger cues and eating habits. Like, it's just fucking insane, the benefits that there are. Gut health. Fasting may positively influence gut microbiota. Oh, my God. Microbiota. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, peeps, I'm not sure we're going to get on with this book, but we're going to go. We're going to keep going, supporting a healthy gut environment and digestive function. So it's important that when we approach fasting, we do it mindfully and we consider our own health conditions, okay, and what our goals are. So, as I've said earlier on, for some individuals, fasting really may not be suitable or may require modifications, which is why, you know, if you're pregnant, if you're breastfeeding, if you've had a history of eating disorders, you really do need to, firstly, if you've had a history of eating disorders, consider whether this is a journey for you because you can become obsessive about it. Um, and if you're breastfeeding and you are or are pregnant, you really do need to consult your midwife. Do not start any of this fuckery without consulting someone. Um, and then after that, the success of fasting really does lie in maintaining a balanced and nutritious diet. Non-fasting periods cannot be, fuck it, I'm going to eat a load of pizza because I haven't eaten for 17 hours so I can consume whatever whatever calories I like. Or I'm going to have five twirls or I might have a Snickers or give me a little bit of the, um, the Ben and Jerry's fudge, you know, whatever it is. Which was my kind of attitude towards it until I understood what the long-term benefits were for my body until I understood about autophagy, about insulin sensitivity, about the microbiomes in our gut, um, decreasing cardiovascular issues. Until I understood all of those things, I kind of just did fasting for the only effect being weight loss, which also makes you not stick to it sometimes as well. You know, like now I understand that after 17 hours, the body starts to create autophagy, which we will get into. Just bearing in mind, I've read the book and I'm taking you through stages of the book so you can digest it. Um, pardon the pun. <laughs> um, but, you know, now I understand the cellular health benefits from it. I have become more committed to actually really making sure I do 17 hours and making sure that if I don't fast on one day that I'm not over consuming the calories, um, which kind of makes sense even if you're doing it for weight loss, but you get what I'm saying. So we've nearly done chapter one, guys. We've nearly done chapter one. Not much. Hang on in there with me. Hang on in there with me, my loves. So let's debunk some of the fasting myths and misconceptions so um number one fasting is starvation fasting is voluntary and it's a controlled practice and it's abstaining from food and in some cases beverages for a certain period of time it is not the same as starvation which is an involuntary lack of food and can lead to severe malnutrition and health risks fasting is a structured approach that when done correctly with the proper guidance which is what we're going through has amazing health benefits. Fasting, myth number two, slows the metabolism. Fact, 
short-term fasting does not significantly slow down the metabolism. Fasting can trigger a metabolic switch, which is what we spoke about earlier on. When our carbohydrates consumed from food become depleted, we switch to a different source of energy, which is um, stored fats, which causes ketosis. Um, So a metabolic switch leading to the body burning stored fats for energy, which is known as ketosis. This can enhance fat burning and may have positive effects on the metabolic health. However, extended fasting without proper nutrition may lead to temporary reduction in metabolic rate. So remember, this is why the proper nutrition, you know, the carbs that we're getting, and and the rule of thumb is here for the carbs, Anything that's grown from the earth is a good carbohydrate for you. Anything that's processed like bread, like pizza, like pasta, they are not a good carbohydrate carbohydrate nutritional source. Okay, so anything that's grown from the ground, go for it. Fasting causes muscle mass. Fact. When done appropriately, fasting does not cause any muscle mass. Short-term fasting can increase human growth hormone, HGV levels, which supports muscle preservation and repair. It is essential to combine fasting with an adequate protein intake and strength training to to maintain muscle mass. So short-term, no loss whatsoever. In actual fact, it helps repair. It 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 does the job of what protein does. But for a long period of time, you need to look at a good protein source Keon is amazing by the way not that it's sponsored does not sponsor this but it is amazing um and just increase your strength training so you are maintaining that muscle mass myth fasting is not safe the fact is fasting can be safe for many people when done correctly and under the appropriate conditions however it's not suitable for everybody and i've mentioned that before and if you are not sure if you should embark on a fasting lifestyle because you have health conditions check with a doctor it's really not that fucking hard booking a quick appointment and checking with a doctor because this isn't about a diet this is a lifestyle if you want to have the long-term health benefits and you want to create longevity you want to create good gut health you want to create good cellular health you want to create a, a reset on your immune system this is a lifestyle it's not a diet hack okay um Fasting leads to nutritional deficiencies. Fact, while fasting restricts food intake for specific periods of time, it does not automatically lead to a nutrient deficiency. A well-planned fasting approach can still provide essential nutrients when balanced with nutrient-rich meals during non-fasting periods. And adequate hydration and a balanced diet are crucial components of a safe and effective fasting plan. Myth. Fasting is a quick fix for weight loss. Fasting can lead to initial weight loss due to the reduction in calorie intake, but it is not a quick fix. Sustainable weight loss requires a long-term commitment to a balanced diet and a healthy lifestyle that includes regular physical activity. Myth. Fasting causes binge eating. Fact. If fasting is not approached mindfully, it may lead to overeating during non-fasting periods. However, mindful eating practices and incorporating a balanced diet diet can help prevent binge eating tendencies and I said you know when I first started this I did get a bit of that like I got a binge and then I went through a stage where I was like I don't want to eat anything like I haven't eaten much today so I'll just have a yogurt and um I was eating like two bowls of yogurt a day and that was kind of it 
I lost like three pounds in one week. I lost three pounds in one week because I didn't eat really fuck all. And that was part of my own, um, my own, um, eating disorders creeping through. So I do have to be really mindful with this and I do have to give myself breaks from a fasting routine, but that happens anyway during the course of the month. So we'll discuss that as we get further into the book. But, um, I do have to step away from it sometimes so I don't get obsessive about it. And I now break my fast with protein. So I get like these protein shakes. Again, not sponsored by Aldi, but I do get them from Aldi. And they have 20 grams of protein in each um, in each carton. So I always break my fast with a protein shake. And then I have a protein yogurt again with 20 grams of protein in it straight after so I always make sure that I'm taking like 40 grams of protein when I break my fast. And that's the best that's the best source of food that you can get. And then after that lunchtime, like I normally break my fast between 12 and 1, depending if I'm doing a 16 or a 17, and also depending what time I've stopped eating. Um, then I normally have like a really lovely halloumi salad with like um, chilies in it, pomegranates in it. Um, sometimes mushrooms, sometimes I heat up some mushrooms and chuck mushrooms on there. But um, cucumber, tomatoes, spinach, kale, you know, all of that good, good, good stuff. And then I make my own dressing to go on top of that. And sometimes I do add a few little croutons. And then in the evening, I'll probably have, depends, sometimes in the evening I won't eat because sometimes I do do myself a huge salad. And when I say not eat, not like eat a sit down and have like a pasta dinner with the boys or you know, depends in, depends what they're eating. Sometimes I'll have scrambled eggs on toast or I might have, I hate to say it, but um, flax seeds, sunflower seeds, a bit of granola, yogurt with a few almonds and a bit of honey drizzled on top. It really just depends how hungry I am. And I do really need to start planning a more varied diet in there with a few more carbohydrates, you know, like some sweet potato or jacket potatoes or some salmon and some tuna stuff like that just so I am getting a bit more of a well-rounded um approach to my eating habits during my non-fasting period and reading this book has really helped center and given me the focus that I need to look at the food that I'm that I am intaking during that fasting period because most of the time I'm not eating for up to 16 to 17 hours um sorry myth number eight Fasting is only for weight loss. Bullshit. And I'm just going to say it. Bull, bull, bullshit. While weight loss is one of the potential benefits of fasting, it is not the only reason people people practice fasting. Fasting is also used for various health purposes, such as promoting metabolic health, improving insulin sensitivity, and supporting cellular repair and autophagy. So, debunking the myths should help us make more informed decisions about whether fasting aligns with our health goals and our individual circumstances any diet or lifestyle change needs to be approached thoughtfully and with consideration for us as individuals does it fit into our lifestyle but also given our health concerns and as i've said to you if you're not sure but you would really like to embark on this type of lifestyle to support longevity, to support insulin sensitivity, to support cellular regeneration and repair, to support 
decreasing um, cardiovascular issues and increasing mental cognition and clarity and all of those sorts of things from the things that we've discussed in this pod today and you think actually I'd really like to embark on that but I'm not sure I'm in my peak health to be able to do so consult a fucking doctor so we have done part one of our book shall I tell you how many parts there are let me tell the we're trying to break this down into i'm trying to break this down into a five week series but i'm not sure i've actually calculated how many bloody parts there are to all of this to be honest oh aren't i clever there are only five parts so next week and i because i'm reading this from a book i feel very confident that i'll be able to do this weekly so next week we are going to be on part two and by the end of it, well, my sister said she wants to come on and interview me and ask me all the questions to recap. So everybody walks away with a very clear understanding of what this is. I dropped the phone, so I don't know where we got. But the last series, my sister's going to come on and just ask some recap questions and go through the bits that she's not sure on without thought thinking. If she's not sure, probably a few people have been left unsure. So um, the last series, she's going to come on and interview me and ask me some fasting questions like i'm a little expert all i've done is read a fucking book but you know we're gonna roll with the punches um but i really hope this helps you think about your internal systems think about how we can improve and create the environment that our body needs for it to heal itself for it to do its innate job these are the gifts that we are all born with. It's just about presenting our body the right conditions for it to be allowed to do the job that it should do. And I really hope that this pod now is starting to make sense to you and it's starting to bring these experiences that I share with you back to self. And just whilst we're on it, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm running a few retreats. I'm running one in November, November the 18th a beautiful venue called Cucumber Fields and that is all about nurture your nature which means bringing you back to the true essence of yourself. We start with movement, Tai Chi and yoga followed by a lovely little luncheon and then I do a workshop about how we close ourselves down for the winter, how we energetically prepare ourselves for the winter and then we move into a breathwork session with an, um, the amazing Natalie Villani from Soul Liberation 22 on Instagram. And then we close with a sound bath. It's 120 quid. If you're interested, DM me. I'm also starting the Sunday ritual at, at Hatfield House, which is a Reiki infused sound bath. And they will normally be on a Sunday. I couldn't get the booking that I wanted. And it's our first one, so we've called it the weekend ritual because we're doing it on a Saturday. But they will normally, as of the new year, be on a Sunday. Um, at the beginning of the month, you have set your intention and that intention carries you through the month. And as I said, that will be Reiki infused. I'm doing that with a lady called Joanna from Essentially Who Joanna, who runs her own aromatherapy um, business. And she too is on Instagram. She is also amazing. Um, and then I've got my subscription coming out, which is all about us. And it will have monthly challenges on there, journaling tools, um, challenges and prompts for you to work through. So you start reflecting on and starting with you. 
because once we start with us and our cup is full everything else just fucking flies and enough of that salesy salesy stuff oh and you know what if you know anyone that would benefit from this pod that doesn't listen to it please share it my loves please bloody share it i want us to grow i want as many people to feel well and to feel healthy at the end of the day we're all here just walking each other home now before i sign off because we always have to have a little campbell moment we always have to have a card pull from campbell so let's do our little card pull from rebecca campbellay let's see what falls out today i'm shuffling these bloody cards oh 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 oh. okay we had a few but oh my god oh my god ladies and gents (laughs) these cards crack me up we haven't had this one before it's called inner earth given the fact of what we've just been fucking talking about i'm gonna i'm gonna take a picture of it and post it up on insta um but oh my god it's a beautiful card it's like got a landscape that's that looks like it's being born out of a cave and then behind it there's a whole kind of new world it's very 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 gorgeous but it's but it says inner earth you'll survive this new solutions and beginnings and what we're talking about our internal systems and we are talking about how we're going to create a new fasting lifestyle for ourselves and out pops this bloody card can you believe it well i can but you know can you sometimes i still do marvel so you'll survive this new solutions and beginnings inner earth also known as agatha oh my god why are they doing this to me agatha is believed to be a hidden subterranean world within the planet itself many ancient cultures mentioned it in their stories it's said that some of the beings of the ancient lost lands such as lemuria atlantis and array array avatar i'm not saying that right either never mind went there hindu and celtic lore mention caves and entrances to the underground world tibetan buddhism refers to the secret mystical city of shambhala which is thought to be located in the himalayas well you know where i'm fucking going on holiday soon himalayas oh i've got to find that land many have searched for the inner earth in the physical world but without success so the mystery continues is it a place that exists in the physical or on another level of consciousness there are solutions beyond what you can perceive surprising surprising outcomes to your problems and situations resolutions that are in the best interests of all involved if you find yourself facing an obstacle or feel stuck and have no idea what to do you're being reassured that there is a way out you'll survive this and things will work out if you're stuck in a rut do something to shake up the energy and lift your thinking try something you wouldn't normally do soon you'll see that whole new worlds of solutions are available things that were previously beyond your focus and present and pre- things that were previously beyond your focus will present themselves helpful people signs from the universe and support in both expected and unexpected ways are on their way to you but first you need to do something different to shift your focus so you can receive them our star seed soul inquiry is what can you do to shake your energy or your outlook anyway i'm getting tired i'm 
mucking up my words more than what I'd normally muck up my words. And on that note, I'm going to sign off. But what I am going to say to you, and I always say it, I want you to journey with grace, which means don't fuck anyone over. Don't be an asshole. Just journey gracefully and forever expand. And I will catch you next week, my little loves. Ciao, ciao for now.